Let's join America's small caffeinated mom, Rhonda Schrock. Rhonda, how are you this morning? Good morning, James. How you doing, Rhonda? Out there in the uh, the, the, the the Hoosier, the Hoosier State, or whatever you people call that thing. Yes, uh, Hoosier hysteria because that's how Hoosiers feel about basketball. This is a state that loves its basketball. Um, so there's a lot more to do than just watch the corn grow. We play basketball, and I don't know, surely, surely you have seen the movie Hoosiers starring Gene Hackman? No. Oh, my goodness, James. How are we even? No. <laughs> no. I, oh, it's so good. No. It's the, yes, it's the story of a no. little high school basketball team that went all the way to the state oh, house. Oh, good. Yeah, hey, listen. No, a Rhonda, really, really, a little small basketball team went all the way to the state house. Whoopee! Yes, and they won. Hey, and they won. Oh, and they probably listen. won at the last minute with somebody making an impossible shot who was never supposed to play the game ever, and it was just one of those things. And everybody's crying at the end. And whoa, they won the state championship. Woo! <laughs> Were you dropped on your head as a baby? <laughs> uh, that's based on a true story, but this is what I was trying to tell you. We have, I saw Rudy. I, I saw that movie, Rudy. Yeah, that's a good one, but you've got to watch Hoosiers. We have no. that. We're reenacting that right now. Our boys' high school team from here in the cornfields have never been in the state championship tonight. They are playing for the state championship in the state house. Oh, boy. Oh, yes. It's a very big deal. Police escort, town streets were lined. Police escort? Oh, yeah. For a bunch of high school basketball players? (laughs) So you never grew up in a small town, did you? I grew up in a civilization. I grew up in New York. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, it's a it's a. I, but I used letter. to visit. No, no, I don't want to be an elitist. I used to visit small town USA. My grandparents lived in 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 Alabama in a little town that you could like spit all halfway across the town. So I mean, I know what it's like to be in small town USA, and I love small town USA. Mm-hmm. I love the values. I love yeah. the people are nice. Um, uh, even people are nice everywhere. At night, you can go out and look at the stars and actually see the the sky looks yes. different. The air yes. is different. Yeah, all of it. My grandfather grew corn. My grandfather, I know what it's like. I've seen the corn. All that stuff. I appreciate it. But I grew up in a civilization. <laughs> I'm sorry, we didn't get police escorts for high school basketball teams. Well, I'm sorry for you. But and I still don't know. And I still don't know what a Hoosier is. I can't even explain that. It's just what we're called, and so we just go with it. Yeah. Okay. It's an exciting time for our, our little town. But well, anyway, I, hope your, I, I, I hope your high school basketball team wins and that, yeah. and that you know, the state house is, you know, lit up in, in whatever the, the Hoosier mm-hmm. colors are. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then yeah. tomorrow morning, everybody can go back and shuck some more corn. Oh, that's funny. I we're still friends. I can't even believe that. And by that, the way, I and by the way, I shucked corn too. Yeah. 
And 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 I knew how to do the, do that thing with the, the the beans where you have to take that little string and pull them down and mm-hmm. get the beans out. I'll, yeah. yeah. And then I was it's able a real to. Thing. Yeah. It is. Well, we've raised you know, our four boys here. Yeah. Right That's around the cornfields. We go running past cornfields. We watch them turn brown. We watch the combines. We run past the combines as we're, as they're uh, going through the fields. It really is a, a lovely thing. So anyway, but what I wanted to talk to you about, uh, you know, I've been a mom for 33 years. I can't even believe it's been that long, but I have. And if there was one thing, James, in my life that I ever wanted to get completely perfect, it was parenting. But I quickly discovered that I was never going to be a perfect parent. Uh, That wasn't possible. But that I could be a good one. One day when my oldest son was about eight years old, he caught me up short. We were having our own morning rush hour in You know, the bus was coming, and in between where my shoes and who hid my pants, he spilled pancake syrup in the carpet. And I felt my temper flare, and I said things I should not have said, and Mm. I was stricken with guilt. But Mm. I turned, I thought, I cannot put this boy on the bus with my last words being angry ones. So I called him over to me, and I said, the words that always change things, I'm sorry please forgive me. And those blue eyes looked up at me and he said this, it's okay. I knew you would say that. I learned two things that day that I could apologize quickly, that he would forgive me and our relationship would be restored that quickly and that easily. So we have practiced that, and believe me, James, we've had plenty of practice with having to own our parenting failures, going to our boys when we knew we had failed them or hurt them and saying, we messed that up, will you forgive us? And they have been so quick and ready to forgive. You know, nothing has exposed my fault lines. I don't know if you found this in your own parenting. Nothing has exposed my fault lines like having a kid. And nothing has given me greater opportunity for personal growth. So what we have done that I think has made us successful is we've taken charge of our own personal growth, emotional, spiritual, mental, physical health, all of it. We have not left it to our boys to lead the way on that. And that is something I really want to encourage other parents to do. That's one of the greatest gifts we can give our kids is working on ourselves. To be our, the healthiest, strongest, best uh, people that we can be, to show them how it looks and how it's done. And when we blow it, to admit that. Because that simple humility, it builds, it rebuilds a lot of bridges. That's what I've been yeah. thinking about. Of you, know, you know what? You, you really, you always come up with something that triggers me and, or makes me think about something. I remember the last serious argument I had with my dad when my dad was still alive. And Mm -hmm. I was just so angry at him. And one of the things that that he he later apologized to me, and that to me floored me. Wow. Because my dad was like, number one, I always thought he was always right about everything. My dad was the best man I've ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. He was kind, he was smart, 
He worked hard. He loved his family. He was creative. He was, my dad was the best man I've ever met in my life. Um, you know, and, and for him to do that, what you're saying about forgiveness and, and being uh, unafraid to ask for forgiveness from, from your kids is really profound because it also teaches them. It, it's amazing when you learn as a child that your parents aren't perfect. That they that they are make mistakes too, and that I think that that's what what helps you understand that that human beings, no matter how hard we try, we will always be most of us, at least anyway, always in search of perfection, but never there. Yeah. That we that this is part of the journey in life. That we that we we have the ability to improve. We have the ability to do other, but we're not perfect. And it's amazing. When I look at, for instance, I, I get a chance to see up close the way that my great nephew looks at my nephew and his mom. Mm-hmm. And the way that it, it's amazing to watch young kids with their unconditional love for their parents. Oh. And at the same time, working out their own personality, going through the whole no stage, going through the <laughs> think that they're the smartest things in the world stage. But still, it's all about unconditional love. And that's yeah. what, that's what, that's what is one of the things that we're blessed with the most in life, the unconditional love that we have for our children and the children can have for their parents. Yes. And it's a great relief to know that we don't have to be perfect parents to be good parents. When we can just sort of take ourselves off of that hook of perfection and allow ourselves to be the imperfect humans who have the maturity to own our failures, it's a great relief. And the more ease with which we can live our lives and the more peace in which we can live our lives, uh, the better it, the better relationships it makes. And it just eases the atmosphere in the home because if mom and dad are not uptight, then the children are not so likely to be uptight and filled with anxiety. So it's a privilege to model those things even imperfectly for our children. The boys have pushed me far beyond what I ever thought I, where I thought I could go to become a person I did not know I could be. That's what amazing. Gift. What a gift that is. And it is a gift. Rhonda, where can people find you? RhondaShrock.com. And, of course, on the Daily BS. The essay will go on the Daily BS today. So, James, it's just such a privilege. I just want to tell you how much I love being a part of the show and, we have some of the, the sweetest listeners. I get notes from some of them sometimes, and it just makes my day. I am just enjoying this so much. So thank you. Thank you thank for letting you, me Rhonda. be Thank you, You always bring so much real America and real values and real Rhonda. We love you, Rhonda. Thank you, James <laughs> Dolan, a.k.a. Snurdly, WABC. Sorry, goodbye, Rhonda. Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We're coming back. More of your calls right after this.